What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sweat and Grime. We are back for yet another episode. You got Brian, you got Rick, you got MMFT in the house. What's going on, everybody? And on the phone, we have Tammy McGregor. Uh, Tammy, we don't know her last name because she refuses to share it with us because apparently she's too good for us. What's happening, hoity toity Tammy? <laughs> Thanks, Brian. You got it. Appreciate that. You said uh, I could roll with it, so I'm rolling with, roll it. with it. Yeah. Well, you know what? When you once you've earned it, I'll share my last name. Ooh. Oh, burn right, right off the bat. All right, I like it. I'm good. But she so, is. She can dig it. Oh, absolutely. Instagram. So yes, if you want to check Tammy out, she is. She can dig it on Instagram uh, and she's got pictures of her operating and I will say like 100% not even fluffing you for the podcast here uh, stunningly gorgeous pictures of the Seattle area or the or the upper state how would you refer to that Washington Washington area upstate Washington it's northwest Washington northwest right, Washington right, excuse me I apologize you are not I going to get the last name dude apologize Just telling you right now. anyway <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Tammy tell us about yourself well, I am uh, newly listening to your podcast, and I love it. Well, welcome. And your That's YouTube channel. Thank you. I think you guys are doing a great job. I love that you are um, promoting the trades and helping people get a little grasp on what it's about before they get into it and encouraging them, not uh, only with the good stuff, but the bad stuff. Yeah, I appreciate that. Now, who's your favorite down. host? <laughs> you guys are all such a dynamic force together. I love right, it. It's listen to the politics on that answer. answer. That was nice. I also love listening to you guys while I'm working because it's just like lighthearted, fun stuff. I'm learning stuff about different trades and and it's fun to relate to dirt people because dirt is where it's at. I'm I love working in dirt. Can't so, agree anymore. Well, and I'm so happy to hear that because that is exactly when we when the three of us sat down to talk about what we wanted this to be. That is 100% what we wanted it to be. Something that was fun and engaging, but thought provoking that people could listen to in the cab of their machines or out on the job. Like that's that thrills me to hear you say that. Yeah. Plus, I can still like focus on my work. Yeah, you know, so absolutely. Because yeah, what we're really saying I'm means nothing. Yeah, really. exactly. Yeah. Do you drink energy drinks? Oh, guys! Oh, all right, come on. We're gonna dive right oh, back man. into it. Come on now. Why not? Team Monster. <laughs> Oh my mm. God. Boom, baby. Man. Team Monster. Yeah. It's a good thing that Team debate Monster. is way over. Brian and Tammy No Name talked before the cast, so I knew no, it. No, I knew it. I listened. No, I listened to your podcast, and I, I fifteen minutes I, the late. whole time. The That's whole awesome. time, I was like, "Monster." 100%. Yeah, what kind of monster did you do? The pink oh, one. Uh, well, I would take just the original. Just right, the original. Yeah. One, the original is hard to beat. It is. Right. The only but reason I drink the white is because it's low sugar and drink the green one, dude. And it lasts for like five days. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> you remember Joel? I, yeah, jolt. Oh God! Yeah, oh, dude, God. the days of having sleepovers in middle school and drinking like a six pack of that and just yeah. staying up all night and dying the next day. <laughs> You're just a jittery crackhead. Yeah, yeah. ding door, you know, ding dong ditching and <laughs> go around and knock on people's doors and run. You know. Okay, all right. Anyways, let's get back so to Tammy. You, well, if you did give me a choice, I would. I, I went rock star. Is what I would do. Oh, oh rock star, bringing I, in a third contender there. Wasn't really in the options. That's so true. I'll That's give you a monster. All right. All right. So, All right. so for the listeners, because we've read a little bit of your bio, for the listeners, kind of tell us your history getting into the industry, kind of your overall background. 
Well, from the beginning, if you want to go from the yeah, top. From, yes, from, the beginning from the beginning to the top. The story of Tammy McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> well, my grandpa was born in Ireland. And, uh, <laughs> there we are. Just kidding. Um, just a wee lass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can you do the rest of the podcast in that accent? Please? Yeah, right. <laughs> As the whiskey hits, yes. <laughs> Excellent. You need to find a fight song for McGregor and start playing it. Yeah. <laughs> No, we need to start hearing about who yes, this woman exactly. is. Yes, exactly. Go ahead, Tammy. I'm sorry. We keep getting distracted. Fine, fine. Um, so I was born in the construction industry, basically. I've been riding on machines. My dad said he had me sitting on the hydraulic tank of a D9, but when I was three or four, I'd go for rides with them before right. I was even in preschool. Nice. So I've been riding along for a long time. Um he was a, my dad and my grandfather were both dozer, their blade hands, dozers and finish hand grader operators. Nice. And my uncle as well. So my dad was part of the local operators union here. All right. And being a finish hand grader operator, he worked six or seven days a week. I was a one income family and he picked up as much work as he could. Um, and when you're finished hand, you have to get ready for paving and all that. So yeah. he was working all the time. Yeah. And he's a big family guy. So he would tell them, you know, you want me to work Saturday? Fine. But if you're going to make me work Sunday, that is my family day. And I'm bringing one of my kids with me. That's awesome. Or I'm not coming. Absolutely. So and that's where you got to learn how to drive. Ride with dad, man. <laughs> yeah. he never told me. Yeah, you're not that's working awesome. Sunday. Yeah, no, really. Well, I rode with him in the grader a lot. And there's like, I don't know if you saw it in a road grader, but there's a heater to the left of the driver. There's a heater and he would stuff his caterpillar, like fluffy caterpillar coat into the heater and make a seat for me <laughs> or my, whoever went, my brother, yeah. my sister, whatever, but you make a seat. And I would sit there for like eight or 10 hours, just watching rock and dirt roll off of his blade and talking to him and, and listening to music and taking little cat naps, like falling asleep, you know, with my head against the window and just spending time with him yeah. and by spending time with him, I got a taste for the industry and I got a feel for like what was happening and what this different material did. And sometimes he'd let me go in the dump truck and thinking about it now, it's like, dads are dangerous people. Especially dads in the trades. Equipment. You're going to let me ride with some dump truck driver and make a round with him. Yeah, like, absolutely. Sketchy, sketchy stuff. But, Anyways, just keep it up. It was right? fun. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> uh, so I got around the industry a bunch that way. Um, by the time I was like twelve or thirteen, I wanted money, yeah. and we didn't get allowances or anything. But I was like, man, I really want some money to buy some stuff. And he's like, come to work with me then. And he made me <laughs> in the middle of summer. Honestly, I was twelve, and he made me jump hubs for him. And it was a dusty, nasty nightmare. Without a <laughs> Following dust the mask. Grader. So, so no <laughs> water trucks, no dust mat, dust mask, nothing. Just like, hey, follow behind the grader and see these little feathers. Like, take this broom and sweep off the hubs after I go over them. Well, I was about to say, <sighs> Totten just perked up, and so for Rick and I, we don't even bat an eye. But for people in the audience who are not in the dirt world, what do you mean by jump hubs? Well. Believe it or not, there was a time when there wasn't GPS. <gasps> Wait, what? What? <laughs> How did we exist? We, we call that the dark ages. Was that when you know, dinosaurs were on the earth or what? That's when we had uh, badass operators, dude. Exactly. That's when you had people that knew their shit. 
then sidebar though we also there also was a time when there was no cell phones yeah so yes. when i tell you my dad worked six days a week seven days a week like no an hour and a half away from home I don't know how my mom dealt with that. Yeah. I don't know how she even like, when are you going to be home? Nothing. Right. Yeah. Or even thinking about the running of the jobs. Like how did the foreman tell you where you were going to, like they had to wait for you to go all the way home that night to tell you where you're going the next day. Or Pigeons whatever. and telegrams. Oh, I had foremen oh that were gosh. constantly talking about how on these long road jobs, they knew where the payphones were and they'd have to hit a payphone to call the superintendent to figure out what they needed to do next. And one of my foremen, while he was making a phone call, uh, some jackass on the road stopped his car, jumped in his grader, and took off down the road. <laughs> they had to go chase his grader down. I'm not kidding that far. me. No, it was awesome. I've never seen a new oh. construction with payphones. No, no, payphones are gone. But back in the day, Wait, that was how you had to communicate. I always wondered how how did they do that? Because now I'm in constant contact with my boss. You know what? Yeah, it probably was better because. You would communicate more when you needed to, and then you'd go do the job. So there's more planning up front, and then you go do the job. Yeah. And then you you weren't bothered. It was peaceful. Yeah, when she, yeah, I, yeah. I, it, it would be tough, but man, it would be so wonderful to get rid of this little gadget in my pocket. It, it, it does be, sound nice, but yeah. at the same time, with how often shit changes yeah. Yeah. during the day. Yep. I'm told to do one thing in the morning, and three hours later, oh, that all changed. Yeah. We're not doing that now. And I'm like, what? What? Stop what you're doing. Well, you got to yeah. also think, okay. you know, that was when they had a whole team on the job, not just, you know, the workers in the, the field. They had crew. everybody, the the project managers, you know, in the field and a trailer. So it wasn't, you know, everybody back at the office in a different state, you know, that's kind yeah. of how I see it. But And then probably that everything changed because somebody had a cell phone and called and yep. said, change that. Otherwise, we would we would just finish the day out and do it all <laughs> and wrong. Then, yeah. And then redo and it find the next, out time. next morning. Oh, <laughs> So I guess that's the, probably how it went. But yeah. Anyways, jumping hubs, right? Hubs. Yeah, jumping hubs. Yeah. So what is that? Tell so Totten. I know what surveyors, it is. <laughs> <laughs> surveyors come in, right? Isn't that who sets them? They set the hubs uh, at the grade, at the, at the correct grade. That either it's the... And a hub is, is basically a benchmark for, yeah, for, yeah. for those who don't know the dirt industry. A hub is basically a square stake in the ground. That is a hard point that you have to hit with your grade. Yeah, well, they should probably watch your YouTube channel and they would know that already. Absolutely. Yeah. Head on over to Diesel and Iron on YouTube and I'll teach you all about it as Rick rolls <laughs> yeah. his eyes. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> don't need, don't yeah, need hub. Yeah. Patton's jumping us on Pornhub. <laughs> Jesus, gosh. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm sorry, Tammy. Go ahead. Of, it's a square piece of wood in the ground that tells you where the finish grade is. Yes. And then they top in a cute little plastic feathery thing. Yeah. And uh, that's how you find it after yep. you bury it in the dirt. Red top, blue top, man. Yeah. Yep. yep. And, and that's they are what we kind did. of cute feathery things. That's a very accurate description, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> so going back to the dump truck and the motor grader days. Yeah. Yeah. So so basically after he rolls over that hub with his grader, because he has to make several passes, mm -hmm. right? He has to roll the dirt around back and forth and get it all even and, and cut the crown of the road or whatever it is or the curve or whatever and so he goes over and rolls a bunch of dirt over it and i have to go behind and sweep it off and make sure it's clean he can see the flat surface of the top so that he can drive over it again and cover it in dirt again yes <laughs> and then i do that all day and he's hidden and we had swedes and we had a pea gun and he tried to teach me all this grade checking stuff and i'm like oh my god dad i just like let's just pay me Bring like finish the day and, like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly 
uh, he, he just thought it was great to teach me. He was so proud. Which that's awesome. Yeah, that is. I, I can honestly say as a, as a father now, if I had a daughter that was out there on the job doing that, oh, I'd be beaming the whole day. Yeah. Like, that'd be so awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, he would be. And he'd be like, what's 2% of 20 feet? I'm like, dad, I'm 12. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I remember the first time okay, when well, my superintendents, you know, we uh, our toll station went down. So he's like, grab the sight glass, grab. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you know, I, I was lost. I didn't have my iPad with the, you know. Oh, the, yeah. You were a technology kid. Yeah. yeah. You can't just YouTube this shit. Yeah. Well, I wasn't a surveyor. So I was like, dude, let's call the surveyors back to reset these, you know, elevations. No, we don't have time. It's like, well, what if they're wrong? <laughs> then yeah. it's on us. You know, that's how I looked at it. But no, he got out there, got the tripod out, the Get old school done, sight baby. glass. Get you it know, done. Pretty much read the sun and the moon. And, you know. Yes. Well, that's what we used to do when we would put in miles of road is they'd go out and they'd survey one side as of the road. As far as you could go. And you would be cutting three, four, yeah. five feet until you got down to, you know, the last six inches. And then you'd start bringing in the survey guy that yep. would start setting hubs one and start once it started getting dialed yeah. in it's always the last six inches that you have to be the most delicate with exactly you know right right from there <laughs> right from there it could go down really quick you know what i mean so get an accurate cut now what did she say about that that's what she said <laughs> All right, I wasn't. I was trying to oh, get an answer. Human in, in reality, oh, the last I'm sorry. Fucking time still jumping Pornhub. No, I'm not. I, I'm being PC. You guys are all being just, you know, just perverted old men. I'm sorry, I'm sorry Tammy. Tammy. Go yeah. ahead. No apologies. It's fun. It's good. So yes, you you were so jumping hubs with your dad, and then kind of how yeah. did, how did you progress from there? Um, from there, you know. I got, I did we that got you all sidetracked. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like, I think the next summer I, he was on a local job and he threw me on a roller. So I was like 13 or 14 or something. And he threw me on a roller and, um, I worked, you know, did that for a few days in the summer, but it might be hard to imagine after jumping hubs and running roller in the summertime, I wasn't really keen on going into the industry. Yeah, getting back into it full time. <laughs> like, this is fun. Dad, I'm hungry. You got enough uh, dust and everything in yeah. your mouth. Just eat yeah, that. Just, yeah. Just chew and swallow. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so sometime shortly after that, he decided to leave the union and buy a road grader. He got an offer to grade the logging roads in our area. Ooh, all right. If he, like a guy that he worked for said, Hey, listen, if you want to buy your own road grader, I'll keep you busy 40, day, 40 hours a week. Wow. wow. And because he's that, he's just that good. And he's old school. Like you said, he doesn't need any digital stuff. He is mm-hmm. all in the feel of it. Yeah. It's all eyeball and feel. He's amazing. Old school grader and with the piano has- keys. <laughs> piano keys 10 levers man that's what he taught me on absolutely All ten levers absolutely you got clutch you got a clutch you got i don't know how many pedals right three, three. four pedals is it three or well, is it four a, no, i think it's three. the clutch gas and brake plus your interlock yeah i was gonna say i thought you had two independent brakes or is it only one uh, i don't know this is like so he ran cat 120 and 140g yeah so okay. they had the only thing yeah i believe but, those were air brakes yeah. Yeah. So now they had to disengage the brake and the throttle. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. It was a, it was a pain. Honestly, it was a pain. Oh yeah. She put me on it a few times and I put some hours on that and whew, that's a real, that's a real operator. Old school operators. They mm-hmm. are no joke. 
Yeah. And he was really good. And so they're like, listen, we want you to do our logging roads. You, you can do it all by yourself. We don't need to babysit you, you know, so start, if you want to start your own company, we're here for you. We got your back. Wow. And so he decided to do that Just solo man, just his great, him and his greater up in the mountains. But the problem with that, that is that like when you're heaven. on greater, you cover. <laughs> yeah. Total dream job. In fact, my uncle, um, in Montana got the forest service contract. He grades forest service roads in Montana nice. all summer yeah, that's long. That's got to be spectacular. He says it's the best job in the whole world. And he says that when you go over, my uncle tells me you have to make a pass about four times, right? Each stretch you go over four times. And he calculated the mileage that if he... <laughs> You got to drive around the world four times. <laughs> he, he, the, the road he covered would have been from his house in ha Hamilton, Montana, or to Hamilton or Clinton, Montana, to uh, Fargo, North Dakota. Wow. 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 Awesome. Yeah. He says it's the best job in the whole world. And it really, I think it really would be a dream job. Yeah. But, I'd imagine. But, anyways, um, so my dad, so you cover a lot of road, right? So then when I was like, 15 my dad's like well i need somebody to help me move my grader because my pickup's like 16 miles away now yeah <laughs> right like i keep parking in this one spot getting in my grader and going to do the road but i keep working my way further and further and away that from is my a truck. hell of a walk at the end of the day god damn it <laughs> you should have like you know yeah <laughs> did like a chain you know just pull this truck <laughs> as far true, you know, yeah, just put, put it in neutral put a tow bar yeah. on there why not <laughs> he did he oh, did, did he really nice. yeah he put a tow bar on the front of his truck and he would tow his truck with his grader. That's amazing. Um, sometimes, though, he would just have me or my sister or whoever um, come up and just drive. We'd just follow him. Plus, again, like he worked so much that I'd be like, I miss my dad. I want to go to yeah. work with you. Like, take me to work. Take yeah. me to work. And yeah. pay me or don't pay me. Like, we go to breakfast in the morning. It's super casual. You know, I get to hang out and, like, read and nap and drive. I get Plus, you know, when you're, like, 15, 14, 15, you're like, yeah, I want to drive. Yeah. That sounds fun. Like, I can't drive legally. So yeah, that's exciting this. for me. Like hearing that from a girl talking about her dad, like wanted to hang out, you know, yeah, so I got a six year old daughter. daughter yeah, so it's like, and that's all she, she doesn't want to go to school and I'm dropping her off in the morning. She's like, I want to just go to work with you. It's like, Ugh. you know, it makes, mm -hmm. it puts a big smile on my face. Absolutely. Oh yeah. So, I loved it. I loved it. It beat sitting at home and oh, yeah. doing nothing. Well, right? and, like, and looking back him. now, now that you're older and in the industry, I would, <laughs> I would imagine, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but at the same time, I would imagine those are still very fond memories you have. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Plus I learned the logging roads. Like he'd set me down with the map and teach me all the logging roads and we're going here and we're going there. And, and yeah, it was, it was fun. I mean, the driving the pickup got boring cause I'd have to sit and wait for him to finish a stretch before we could even move. Sure. So that was more for him than me. I think I'd ride with him a little bit, but now what did you get into like crossword puzzles or, you know, what did you do? In yeah, your this downtime? was pre pre Facebook. Yeah, I'm just trying to think like, what you do you can do? just scroll yeah. up and down on your phone all day. <laughs> No fans only, no, Paige. Yeah, no you try to no. throw a rock and hit the damn tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. I probably took a lot of naps and like read. I don't know. I really don't remember what I did. I tried to go for rides and like get in the grader with them because I'd get so yeah. bored. Yeah. But, but, but now you're two I people like. that have to somehow get back to the pickup truck. <laughs> yeah. uh, good point. At that point, true. you're starting to get to the age of... You failed at your only job I brought you out here for, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I learned a lot about so that what brought you to what? 13, 14 years old? So, you know, fill yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. yeah, keep going. 15, good. 16, whatever. I don't know what it was. But um, basically, by the time I turned 15 and a half, I was allowed to legally work in the state. So as soon as I turned 15 and a half, I was like, peace out. I'm getting like <laughs> a real job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Control flip unquote. burgers. Oh no, I cleaned hotel rooms. It's oh shit! Fantastic. Even, oh, I bet you've got some stories. <laughs> oh, at fifteen and a half, you can dude. clean hotel rooms. So um, think twice. Think about that. Think about that when you go to stay at a hotel. That fifteen and a half year olds can clean your room for you. And and how many condoms did you touch as a fifteen and a half year old? Oh, you went there. Well, that bed sheet. Well, I'm just gonna pull this one back up yeah. over. We're just gonna burn these sheets. I was gonna say, you know, this bed looks like it hasn't even been slept in. Weird. <laughs> that's so fucking gross, dude. It's, yeah. That's. Oh man. Mm. I, I spent six months doing that, and to this day, I cringe every time I walk in a hotel room. I strip everything off the bed, yeah. and I like look at the mattress and see if there's like blood on it or oh, anything weird. Man. And yeah. like, see, these, totally this is why out. I don't even want to go down. Like, I, I bring my sleeping the bag. And I don't my actually, own yeah, I don't actually want to talk about it because I, I don't oh. want to think about this next time. I'm, I'm supposed to stay in a hotel here in a couple of weeks, and I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to recall this conversation. Well, Come on, tell us the best one that's going to just steer Brian yeah. to stay in home. Oh God. Definitely don't read the research that they've done on the rooms and oh, how many traces of feces, imagine. where they oh, find God. traces of feces. Yeah, all right. now, you're, 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 now I'm not going to go to a hotel anymore. Yes. <sighs> where, where they find traces of feces. That's yeah, like, don't. we don't, we could just end it here. Let's just button this whole thing up. <laughs> so gross, Spoiler dude. alert. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. <laughs> you know, all they do, dude, is just tuck the bed and, and just the pillows. Yeah. You're good to go. oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so after your so, stint in the hotel so, industry, <laughs> no, six months. Anyways, the point was that I didn't really care to go work for him anymore because I was going to get a real job yeah. and yeah. get real paychecks and like, and not have to go so far and, and all that. And so I ended up doing different customer service jobs and different things. And I like, I liked people still mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. I liked customer service. I liked the public. And I was, and my dad would always say, come to work for me, come to work for me. I'd be like, no, I don't like the outdoors that much. I, I don't like getting humans. dirty. Trees yeah. don't talk I don't to me. like, yeah, exactly. I don't like bugs and dirt and all this boy stuff. Like I want to just work with people and I'm going to be a barista and I'm going to wait tables until one day I was like, take me with you. <laughs> These humans I have suck. reached my human limit. <laughs> was, You're fucking yeah, nasty, man. Yep. Well, I think what really did it is that I worked in a motorcycle shop that had a restaurant. And so I had all these bikers that I waited on all the time. And finally I was like, dad, please, please. I'm ready. How many motorcycles did you wash? I didn't have to wash motorcycles. It was more just, there's there's a restaurant by us. uh, Finally reaching your limits of sexual harassment. (laughs) Bikers night. They have, it's, I, yeah, I just shake my head when I go by. I'm like, are you serious right now? It's such the old Aww. creep show, dude. I know. I feel so bad. Well, it was a cool spot. It was Indian motorcycles when I first started Ooh, there. That's and right. those are really cool bikes. Yeah. And uh, they're gone now. Or maybe they're back. And maybe they're gone I again. They're maybe back. they're back. Yeah. Keep buying them. Are, are they back? But I believe so. Doesn't Polaris make that? Indian? Yeah. Did they buy them? I don't know. I don't know. You have to look that up. Well, maybe I will. Go ahead, Tammy, and I will Google while you are telling us the rest of your story. Please <laughs> let me know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so at one point he's, my dad was, would come in and have breakfast on Saturdays and before work and would be like, come, when are you going to come work for me? And I'm like, dad, I make good money doing this. I make good money. I'll match you. What do you make? I'll give you that. What do you make? <laughs> I'm like, no, dad, really? It's cool. And then 
And then he said, your grandpa's going to retire soon. I'm going to need someone to fill his space. And I'm like, yeah, right. I can't fill grandpa's shoes. That's crazy. And he's like, no, you can, you can come work for me. And so finally I was like, take me, I don't care what you have me do. He's like, I need, his business was growing like crazy. At that point he had a couple of, he had like a cat three twenty, a couple of dump trucks, his one or two graders and a backhoe. And so he was having a hard time getting people to come to work, believe it or not. And what was your role going to be coming to work? And you so he needed me he, originally. He wanted me to come in and be a project supervisor. And I laughed at him. I was like, Oh yeah, some 25 year old girl is going to come in and be your project supervisor who knows nothing about construction. Right. And so like, he yeah, wasn't just doing great anymore. He kind of morphed into an everything then. Yeah. He, he kept his, his grading turned into, well, there's this like uh, washout in the ditch or this pipe is plugged. And well, can you like get a backhoe and come clean it? Ah, and then finished reading. Right. So you got more versatile. You know? Yeah. So then he then he bought a backhoe because yeah, yeah, sure. I can sure if you want to give me more sure, money. I'll I've got a, a daughter that can yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well he had I think he had my grandpa at that time. My grandpa moved back to the area. My grandpa's kind of a what would you call it? Like a nomad. He he moved around a lot. All right. Who's my he running grandpa, from? <laughs> so my grandpa and my grandma, this is kind of a cool side story. They spent 30 years living in an RV in a fifth oh, wheel. Oh, wow. Ooh, they must have loved each other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They were fantastic. So my grandpa was in the Union in Montana, in Western Washington, and in California, Southern California. And if he got a dispatch, get the tip outs in, we're out of here. Wow. <laughs> like, pack up and go. And that's what they did for 30 years. And he would just float around and he got to do some awesome jobs. Oh, like, bet. he graded the Joshua Tree National Park down in California. Oh, that's they called badass. Him. Which, by the and way, dad, I did. Go, well, go mm-hmm. ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You're right. I, I was just going to say, Rick was right. Polaris did purchase Indian. I know oh. my shit. There you go. And yeah, but now Indians like sell out. Yeah. Like, oh, most definitely. Wow. Way to just totally bash the Indian. Wow. That's really they rude. used to be it's like America anymore, dude. <laughs> yeah. We just sell ourselves out. Anyway. It don't matter. Anyway. Yeah. That's bad. Well, um, <laughs> So anyways, my grandpa got to do all that grading. I remember my dad. I remember the day he left for that job. He was supposed to be on my dad's job. Now, have you <laughs> went there and drove like, on those roads? Made, like, my grandpa graded these roads, made these roads. Yeah, I did. Yeah, Actually, my grandpa cool? took me. My grandpa took me through that park. As he was down in Arizona, I drove down to Arizona to go spend Thanksgiving with him. And he took me through the Joshua Tree Park. And he's like, I graded these roads. That's so awesome. And he's like, and I had to grade around these trees that are in the middle of the road because we can't, they can't awesome. take them down. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. That's one of the but, um, parks on my bucket list. So I will, I will be able to say that one of our guests, grandparents, <laughs> graded these roads. Yeah, I have a That's friend of a me. friend of a friend in America who right did this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all going to be like Alaska all over again. Yeah, no, absolutely. no, I won't do that again. <laughs> no? no? Not just a, a little hit of acid? Just a little bit? <laughs> I think that's the perfect place to drop acid. Absolutely. It, it maybe. I may get back into my, uh, you know, teen oh, years. All and, it took was Tammy saying something and, yeah. and Matt's changing. Oh, well, you know, maybe I could. <laughs> <laughs> and tell me these roads, Tammy. No, no, I'm past this. <laughs> I'm past this time in my life. Well, it would be fun. Well, you're right. I should. I need somebody to be my <laughs> escort there. So if you want to join, that's you're more than welcome to. This has just turned into a dating site <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so where'd you go from there, um, Tammy? <laughs> well, what I was going to say is that I remember my dad calling my grandpa that day because my grandpa was a no-show. He's like a 70-year-old no-show. <laughs> <laughs> and it's my dad. <laughs> and my, my dad had to call him. He's like, Dad, where are you at? 
I'm in Oregon, going through Oregon. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean you're going through Oregon? You're supposed to work today. Well, I got a call. I'm going to California. <laughs> all right. Uh, of all the people oh, to no dad. call, no show on your own job, it's your own dad. That's awesome. It, <laughs> it, it was his son, right? It was my, my dad, so it's his son. He's like, sorry, son. I'm on my way to California. I got a different job. Easy answer, and it wasn't like a bad answer or, you know, finding out <laughs> yeah, that right. he's not around. didn't just around. ghost yeah. him. Yeah. That's like, true. Yeah, That's here. true. Ghost him. I don't think my grandpa would even know what ghosting was. That's true. <laughs> well, he did a damn good job. Yeah, he was he was so good, he didn't know what he was doing. He just did it. <laughs> <laughs> he was just gone. Like, they would literally pack up that morning. Or maybe he was the one who invented ghosting. Ooh. Bam. Ooh. Tammy McGregor has <laughs> roots to, to ghosting. He left the state. He built the roads and he started ghosting. <laughs> so when nope. did you really like hardcore full time get into the dirt industry? So it was it was then when I decided he wanted me to come be his project supervisor, which meant like I had to catalog all the maps because we had he had contracts with like Sierra Pacific and Warehouser and the Department of Natural Resources and the Forest Service and these smaller timber uh, landowners, timber companies, too. And so I had to like he needed all these maps. He just had the back of his pickup, you know, that pocket in the back seat. Oh, was, yeah. Like, stuffed Loaded with maps, to the just, gills. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Like stretching the pocket to the max and. He's like, we got to do something about this. And, you know, I got to I got to know where this next road is. And supposedly there's a washout on this road. The forester told me this and I got to figure all this out. But I'm supposed to be on that grader. I'm supposed to be on that excavator. I need help. And so he had me take care of all that and learn all the ro- that in that way. I learned all the roads and all the road numbers. And I got to know the foresters and I got to know what the job expectations were for the operators and, and all this other stuff. Right. He'd mark out here's where the pit is and here's where we're going to work. And then after that, we have to go here. And supposedly there's a washout up here. I want you to take the pickup and drive up there and find it and see if you can find this washout or see if we can even get to it. And so how old were you at this point? About 25. Okay. Um, and so from there, then it was like, he decided I'm going to put you in a machine every once in a while. And then he's put me on a 420 E everything Mm -hmm. was cat with my dad. So like all caterpillar. And so I get on this 420 E and he teaches me everything. And, and, you know, yeah, I know you, a big thing with you is um, teaching, passing the torch, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I was, it's so huge. And I was so fortunate for a disadvantaged female in the industry. I got so lucky that my dad was a total fantastic mentor. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to mentor me every step of the way and teach me all the right ways. And we had radios, CB radios. So it was so easy. He'd be like, hey, do, do this. And, um. Oh, you know, he'd watch. And just when someone was about to really mess up, he'd be like, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Man, what a great way to teach, you. though. Like, get get them right to was. the line and then dial it back. Yeah, yeah, right. Because it's all about like. Now, what if you didn't have mistakes. your radio on at that moment? <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> it went out, Dad. Oh. That's what you well, call a uh, hard you're lesson really learned. learned. You wrote out that I told you so. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, here's <laughs> where that benefit. <laughs> The benefit was that I'd watched him work for so many years. He never had to do that with me. He yeah. never had to worry about me. Yeah, I'd imagine I that's true. I already knew. I watched him do some sketchy stuff. Yeah. And I knew, I knew which way, like once he taught me center of gravity and I try and teach that to new operators too, like first things first, find your center of gravity. Yeah. Whereas my, I had a boss that called it, but your ass bubble. You ever heard that? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I call it my ass level, but yeah, same idea. 
I had some foreman tell me, didn't anybody teach you about your ass bubble? And I was like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? Are you talking about my ass? <laughs> so anyways, once I figured that out and I kind of knew what the job was anyways, just from watching him so much, but, but he was such a great mentor. He taught me the whole, the whole way. And then I had my grandpa there to teach me and, um, you know, other people were helpful and stuff too. So I started getting on the back on my dad, my grandpa said, Hey, I'm going to be retiring. What are you going to do? My grandpa's like, I don't know what you're going to do. I'm going to retire. I'm done. I'm not going to work anymore. And I retire. What are you going to do? And my dad looked him right in the eyes and he says, I'm going to replace you with a girl. That's what I'm going to do. Oh. <laughs> my grandpa's no, you're not. He's like, oh, yeah. grandpa went ghosty. What? You <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> So was yeah, he, what, so, when he told you who he was replacing him with, was he pretty excited? Well, he just didn't, my grandpa didn't believe it. So I have two other siblings and I have an older sister. She's always tomboy. And then I have a baby brother. All right. And are, they, brother, obviously, are they boy. in the industry as well? No, they're not. And I'm in the middle and I'm like my whole entire life. I'm like dresses and dolls and a hundred percent girl, hundred percent girl. Like, except for when I would catch snakes and stuff like that, but, and play in the sandbox, but 100% girl otherwise. And so <laughs> nobody ever saw this coming, especially like a grandpa was like, no way. Yeah. Right. She's not going to do it. Yeah. Like if her big sister didn't do it and if her little brother's not doing it, there's no way she's going to do it. Not no. we, Tammy McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't blame him. Like I said, it was. And here you early. are now you're playing in the dirt every day. And now you're on a podcast making yourself famous. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. And and do you still catch snakes? Uh, If if I find them, yeah. Sometimes on the job, I'll rescue them before I, you know. Tear them apart. I rescued a salamander (laughs) last year. Like, no joke. Like, the the length of my hand. Like, it was the biggest salamander I've ever seen, not in a zoo. And I rescued (laughs) it. (laughs) Not in a zoo. Good job. I mean, you know, not all heroes wear capes. That's all I'll say. I rescue him out of the fear, so I just run him right the fuck over. Yeah, Rick fucking smashes him. I don't sit there and like suffer going, oh, I'm going to die. I'm like, oh, you're going to fucking yeah, die. Yeah, I'm the bleeding heart liberal out there that's like, no, Rick, no. Right. It's probably an endangered right. species. We got to shut this site down. Get some people in Brian here. Let's check it out. Brian the Biden yard sign at the machine. Yeah, come on. I lay down my Biden flag for it to walk over as it gets out of the job site. <laughs> I fucking run it over, dragging the oh, fucking man. Trump flag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And I just sit here with my and Matt rainbow. Just, yeah, just covers his head. Yeah. Matt's like, like oh, look God. at those phenomenal fucking operators over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's sad. So where did you go from your career? <laughs> from there, um, oh, I'm, I'm thinking about salamanders now. Um, I know, right? <laughs> they are amazing. We were they just are amazing. Them. They can breathe through their skin. There you go. Interesting. Amazing factoid. Yeah. <laughs> They're cold hearted. I like that. They are because they happen to be cold blooded. I saw some some dude just catch uh salamander ice fishing the other day. I was like, what? You know what? Yeah. If anyone's interested, you can you can actually email salamanderfacts at dieselandironproductions.com and you'll get daily salamander facts from Brian Furness. Yours truly. <laughs> Jesus. I accept that challenge. Challenge accepted. Oh god, now I gotta I'm get into just Wikipedia. Blow his shit up tomorrow. I'm just gonna sit there. I'm not gonna work at all. I'm not working I, well. I need to go start an actual email address that's salamander facts I'm just at gonna diesel send you and all day. Yeah, I don't want that shit coming back. I'll be so offended. I'll take it personally. <laughs> okay, a challenge like, accepted. What do you mean it was unreceivable? What do you mean? <laughs> that man is a liar. <laughs> he said, I trusted him. 
And I want my goddamn salamander facts. <laughs> and I am not giving him my last name until I get him. Uh, what a podcast. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, from, from working with your dad, your grandfather so, retires. Yes. Where do you go from right, there? Right, right. So... So he tells him I'm going to replace you with a girl. And my grandpa's like, no way. And I think I worked, I, I got trained on the backhoe and I was there for a few months. And he looked at my dad and he said, you really are going to replace me with a girl. And my grandpa couldn't have been more proud. He would tell my dad, it's the finest thing. I, I, what do you say? Like the finest little thing to ever piss on a pair of boots. <laughs> <laughs> my grandpa said it. that to my dad all the time. It's the finest little thing to ever piss on a pair of boots. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> that's some terminology. I heard that is, before. that's amazing. <laughs> old school see we're losing a whole generation of brilliant oh gosh i i miss having like the old foreman on the jobs that just dropped those one-liners you're like wow (laughs) it was inspiration (laughs) they just commanded though they just commanded like the presence of the job like they just they knew what the fuck they were doing yep and when they spoke Mm -hmm. it was like gold yeah you know now you get these people fuck they don't know shit man Mm mm-hmm and my grandpa was that superintendent foreman guy. He was always, when he wasn't working for my dad before that, like in his union days, mm-hmm. he was always the boss. And I hear he's a really gracious boss. He's actually pretty much a legend where he, where he lived. Everybody loved working for him. Absolutely loved it. He was a fantastic boss and show up with donuts. And Hell my dad yeah. said whenever he had, if he had to let somebody go, he would like very graciously go set them on a stump and be like, listen, son, I just don't. It's not your time. Cut out. You're like you're not cut out for this, and you know you're going to do great at something. But I just don't think this is it. And yeah. I here's your check, and I think you should keep searching, keep searching for the thing that you're really good at. And my dad always brags about how gracious he was about that, and what a great boss, and how everybody always loved working for him. I loved working with him, but you know he's a grandpa, so. Yep. Now, did they jump your wrong. shit when you were fucking up? Who says I fucked up? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. So you're pretty, so daddy catered to you then. We're not, we're not used to having guests that fire back. <laughs> I actually, actually, I, honestly, it's in my blood. And my dad always says that. He's like, God, you were meant to do this. He's like, this is it's so in your blood. I don't even have to worry about you. There and is. I there them. is. Go ahead. I watch and I learn, you know, yeah. I learned from all those years of watching them. I picked up on a lot of stuff. I, I mean, I sat in a pickup. I was stuck in a pickup, right? watching them so I could move equipment and I learned from it. I was going to say there's 100%. There, there are people in this industry that this is what they were born to do. They just understand it by watching other people. They can pick up on it. They understand the forces at play, the dynamics, how everything's working together and they can just get it. Yeah. I think the only time I really ever like messed up was when I, when I learned to run like running dump truck because we'd have highway dump trucks. He'd throw me on and, you have to run them up the mountain out of, roads. Out of and all the I was going to say, out of all the machines, like <laughs> up on the dump truck. Goddamn that that dump truck really threw me for a whirl. <laughs> no, it has, it has well, one. What was the reasoning behind this? All and dump dirt. But it wasn't like I messed up on the dump truck. It was more like I would sink into a soft shoulder and have to get like pulled out, or or something with the road would give out, or I. I was it because know. you couldn't feel it from where you're sitting in the seat? Can, can you know, I tell a horrendously sexist joke? It's because it required backing up. But um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tammy. Ouch. I apologize. I just had to say it. Hey, you know what? You know, let me let me tell you a little story about how I learned to drive dump truck. Okay. It's like Judge Judy and- all over again. <laughs> let me plead my case. <laughs> 
<laughs> let me no, let me tell you because I can I can drive stick. I drive stick. I've that's what I drive, and I can drive big vehicles. Clearly, I'm an operator. But I've been running backhoe for probably just a couple of years, and um, we had this. We had ten o'clock coffee break. Okay, ten o'clock coffee. My dad always did ten o'clock coffee break, and ten o'clock coffee was code for get a joint rolled up because I'm going to come down and have coffee with you and you better nice. have a light when I get there. That's the old school operating. Absolutely. Roll that caffeine right in that fucking joint. Fucking A. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was like 10 o'clock coffee, right? And, and his employees, I think we were all supposed to show such a deep gratitude for having a job and getting to work with him that we had better bring the weed because he didn't have any. <laughs> he wanted to smoke all of our weed. It's good day. to be the boss. He definitely sm- like Snoop Dogg, yeah. Oh, all day, right? And, he just like, and we're like, no, man, like, I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm good. I don't want to fall asleep and take a nap today. Yeah. Like, I'm good. And he's like, nah, a little bit more. Just a little bit. Just a little bit more. I remember on your guys' podcast where you talked about the you talked about smoking on the job and you some operators are fantastic, like precision yes, when they're high. Are. And other operators can hardly sit in their seat. Yeah. Yeah. Not this yeah. guy. I'm gonna take a nap and you guys can call me in a couple hours. Ryan would be <laughs> gonna take a nap and then I'm gonna wake up and find a white castle. Dude, have you seen that salamander man? So cool, <laughs> so, bro. Look at the colors. <laughs> oh god. So so I, my dad says 10 o'clock coffee and I'm, I'm, I'm doing this job that is so redundant. I'm reclaiming rock. So we have this spur that's like, they're done logging. So we're going to reclaim the rock and use it to repair part of the, the main road up, up the way, up a hill. And Get so he's like, just sit here and reclaim this rock and load the truck and pull up a pile, load it in the truck, pull up a pile. So I'm like, so bored. And so 10 o'clock coffee. And I'm like, yeah, I'll totally smoke. With you. It's fine, right? <laughs> and we, yes. get done, we get done smoking and he's like, so. I think it's time you learn to drive dump truck. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. Wouldn't like, that be uh, hilarious? <laughs> I'm like, excuse me? He's like, I need, you, I need you to run this dump truck. I don't want to run it. I want, you, I want you to run it. So here's what I need you to do. I need you to, you're going to load yourself, and then you're going to pull out, and you're going to back up this hill. And I'm talking, this is not a hill. This is a mountain with a cliff. Mm-hmm. Like, the outside shoulder is a straight drop. And the inside shoulder is, well, a ditch and trees. And he's, you're going to back up this hill around the switchbacks, around the corners and back. There's no, there's no turnaround up there, Tammy. So you need to back up the entire way until you get to my excavator. Great information before we smoke the joint, Dad. Thanks. Yeah. I probably yeah. would have said, I will do this tomorrow. Thanks for the advice. And uh, that's our game plan for tomorrow, Dad. I've been Hell like, no. fuck, I, I need like, another hit. Being the project supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to take another 10 o'clock smoke break. <laughs> no, I was like, okay. Either, like, maybe you hate me, but okay. That's fine. I'll do it. I was so upset about it. I was like, really? Such a jerk. And how did but you do? I did. I did great. Right, I kept yeah. it on the road the whole time. It's reverse. You can't go that took fast. Took seven hours really to go a quarter mile, but I did it perfect. <laughs> that perfect. Is not true. Yeah, that is not true. Oh, I, 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 I'm very about a half mile. <laughs> that's how I learned, and that was my dad's. My dad's whole theory since I, I think since I first. If you can do a it high, job, you can do like, it. Normal, right? <laughs> yes, yes, that's the theory. Yeah. This is going to be the reason why all the moms in the fucking trades aren't going to let the dads take their kids to work. Yeah, exactly. I heard you guys get your kids high on the job. 
Yeah, you're oh, giving uh, our yeah. industry a you bad name. You know, I heard from that Tammy McGregor girl yeah. that you guys get them all high. <laughs> Dude, you're going to be like, I thought you really photoshopped my son on top of the fucking dirt pile, honey. <laughs> oh, no, fuck, he just bailed right off the side. And we smoked a joint oh, right God. after he got down. He's only six. <laughs> <laughs> So what happened? So you no, did you did no, good that no, day. I did great, yeah. And I and I drove every now and then after that. But he always said, even when I was like getting my first job, if you show up the first day high, they'll think that's just what you look like. <laughs> <laughs> they'll never know anything. Like, real strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. <laughs> <laughs> like you are the worst dad like that is really awful advice so yes. did you continue, did you continue that adventure <laughs> no no it wasn't really my theory it was more of his theory yeah. um but he did always say if you can do it like learn it high that way you can always do it high and Fucking ain't. i mean he's right he's right I, I was once told you know when you study for a test stone you got to take the test the same way you studied and I'm like, wait, I can't go. And now, <laughs> and the beauty of that argument is now I have no option but to go to work high every day. Yeah, <laughs> fucking phenomenal. Yeah, right. I wouldn't get anything right. done. That, was not, hey, that is it's not, not my... my fault. It's it's. I'm just holding true to the rule. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wait no, I mean it was fun. Bars. I mean, that's the difference between non-union work, right? Exactly. Work. So when did the yeah. shit go sideways? Because you told us you fucked up on the dump truck, but so far you've just been telling us how awesome and incredible of a dump truck operator you are. Actually, she was oh. just putting up the defense that she could back up since you dropped your joke. That's true. That's, That's true. right. That's right. <laughs> Anyways, up I didn't, I, I didn't I did. really screw up. I think one time I went on like the outside shoulder too far because, listen, I was raised by a greater operator who always break your tracks, break your tracks. Don't be driving in the same ruts. Yeah. You're going to make ruts. Absolutely. Break your tracks. Fuck right? yeah. And so when I drive truck, I'd be breaking my ruts. And I went a little too far to the outside that time. It wasn't Uh-oh. a really stable road. And I just got stuck. All that happened is I couldn't get myself out. Oh, but every time I got my backhoe stuck, I could always pull myself out with a backhoe. I forgot to tell you the mole board, that extra two, three feet over the shoulder. That's right. You know, might be a little <laughs> soft. <laughs> well, it all depends on the road and the conditions. And in Western Washington, there's some, I mean, there's some saturated roads. It gets, it gets really messy up here sometimes. And you don't always know. Sometimes it's rock and sometimes it's mush. <laughs> you just yeah. don't know. You find you out when it. you go over it. Yeah, exactly. So where'd you go yeah. in your career from there? Well, so he did the logging road maintenance. I just kept doing logging road maintenance with him. And that is like by far the best job ever, especially where we live. Um, especially if your boss is letting you get high and he's your dad. So you're not going to get oh, in trouble yeah. for it. Fuck oh, that. Yeah. What a perfect you know what? job. It was perfect. And we didn't have ground guys. And literally I would be sent out like once he got me trained. And I already knew the roads and everything, the maps. And I could, you know, he said, you got to go out this road and you have to open up the whole road. And I would spend weeks just clearing brush, just clearing brush, clearing brush. So the timber industry here is huge. And um, we get like, I don't know if you guys know that our forests are actually considered rainforests. Oh, I didn't like, realize not just that. Forests, but I mean, I knew, rainforest here. I knew Washington got a shitload of rain. I didn't realize you guys were considered rainforests, though. That's why they call it the rainforest. Western Washington. No one, rains in the forest. No one calls stop. it the fucking rainforest in Washington. In the fucking Amazon, they do. No, they don't. They don't really. We're like conifer. You know, we have all these conifers, so people yeah. don't really think of a coniferous rainforest. But that's true. on the you western got, like, side of the state, and shit flying around there. <laughs> no, that's, that's, nope. It's not tropical. Too cold. Too cold. <laughs> yeah, we've got like yeah. We just got cold. Right, we're, we're slowly bringing Rick along. <laughs> 
so I would go. So in the so, anyways, what I was saying is that the we have all this underbrush, and around here everything grows. And so if you don't if you don't drive up a road for very long, like literally, vine maples and alders are weeds. Wow. Really, they are weeds. They grow up into the road and take over and we have to go in and remove all of them so that we can dr- make the road drivable again. So you have a, you have a tree farm and you have to plant trees and wait 30 years before you can harvest. So imagine what it looks like in 30 years, you can barely identify where the road is. You just have this map and then the foresters walk out and they hang ribbon every so many trees or every yeah. so many feet, they'll hang a ribbon on a tree and you got to just kind of like peek through the trees and hope that you can see the ribbon and hope you're going on the right way and follow the old grade and stuff like that. And it was just like a, damn adventure yeah. like you know yeah 10 o'clock coffee now let's go exploring <laughs> well fuck see, now I'm see this is yeah this is where you get into totten's world and you do just a little mushroom cap and that way you really go exploring <laughs> i may have to be like this psychedelic like adventurous like one time this. guys he's looking for the fucking pot of coal this is the most amazing adventure <laughs> I think I saw oh, a toucan. Yeah. One time of the story that I told you. You would love you it. You'd love it. Fucking Todd's Michigan great. by Friday. I was going to ask if your dad's still hiring. I'll come smoke yeah. a joint and grade some roads. Now, oh are my you, gosh, are you still amazing. grading? You still working on these roads today? Uh, no, I did stop doing that. I just, so I did it for about three years under him, and then I got a, I got a pretty good reputation with the foresters, and I got to know the foresters, and I decided to buy my own backhoe and start my own business and I got my own contracts not to compete with my dad. I was going to say undercutting huge... the old man, huh? <laughs> no, there was such a huge influx of work coming in. The government mandated every single logging road, get up to the hundred year flood code, All right. which meant there was a shitload of cross drain pipe that had to go in. Like Interesting. Hit load. Like, yeah. like trucks and trucks and trucks of pipe would get dropped off at our pits and wow. we'd have to put them She's in. She's just lane pipe. Lamp pipe, yeah, baby. Like lay, like With the hoe. For months. Day after day Damn after hose. day. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I got to know all this and then I and then I found out that they had this huge influx of work coming where basically all these companies had to spend money whether they wanted to or not. Mm-hmm. It had to be spent and it had to be all be done by twenty fifteen. And so my dad said, Look, like Washington payroll is kind of outrageous. I'm tired of paying payroll on you why don't you buy your own equipment and subcontract with me and get your own contracts with them so that they can call you. Cause I'm sick of taking phone calls too. So just to get this straight, you. your dad mm-hmm. in the heavy equipment industry told you to move the fuck out of the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Buy your own but, shit. Buy my own shit, but be available because I'm going to use and abuse you when I need a hoe. That's awesome. Like, like if I need you, you're pretty much my, you're like subject to helping me. Like you have to help me. Yes. And also I get to use your hoe on the weekends in the pit. Like, Hey, make sure on Friday night you leave your hoe in the pit so I can use it all weekend. Okay, cool. That's fucking sure poor hoe. Yeah. Used and abused dirty hoe. Oh, for real. that's just sand pipe, huh? So bad. And well, like I said, we got to clear brush. We got to do so much cool stuff up there. So and I got to hang doing, all of it. Were you doing that all on your own or did you have like a labor giving you a hand? No laborers. This is wow. the beautiful thing about no laborers is that I was also the laborer. So I learned how to do finish work with my hoe. Excellent. <laughs> I did not need to use a shovel. I never packed a shovel around with me. If I, if that pipe had a rock sitting in the, 
at the start of it, I would get my tooth in there very strategically and get it out and never get out of my machine. Yeah. <laughs> I, in I all can do honesty, so much precision with that thing. Yeah, I was going to say, in all honesty, that's, that's truly where operators go from being kind of just mediocre operators to really expert operators is when you are on those jobs where you don't have a super intensive time crunch and you are by yourself because, yeah, it's exhausting getting in and out of the machine 10 times a day because you need to go pick up a little rock. And so what you Mm -hmm. do is you spend the extra five minutes practicing, getting your tooth in there, and then you get good enough that you're doing it all the time. And next thing you know, you're a really solid operator. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty, I mean, that's what it does. Now, can you open a a beer bottle cap with your uh, bucket? No, but she can take a roach clip and pinch a joint with it. And And bring it to the cab. (laughs) 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 Bring it right in the window. I had to extend a hose. I just bring it right into the window. That's awesome. Uh, no, but I did love, I did, I know you guys, I've heard you guys knock on backhoes. I think Brian doesn't like backhoes. Is that right? Fuck those backhoes. Yeah. Dude. Backhoes are terrible. Oh, is that both of you? I fucking love In the beginning backhoes. of the podcast, <sighs> when everybody was talking about hose, I'm like, dude, like, what are we talking about? Well, there's about two hose? types of yeah. hose. You got backhoes and you got excavators. Excavators are yeah. traditionally what you're talking about when you talk about the hoe. Oh. But at the same yeah. time, when, you know, it's one of those context clue situations, when we're talking about backhoes and then we say the hoe. Right. We're talking about mm-hmm. the backhoe. So you're talking about two different hoes. All right. Yeah. There are two different, yeah. there's many varieties of hoes. I yeah. mean, if there's one thing mm-hmm. you should learn in the world, it's a diverse place and there's lots of different <laughs> there's hoes. There's a lot of hoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of them have more functions than others. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It just depends on how much you're willing to pay. <laughs> yeah. And there's hold and new. Yeah. <laughs> true. True. I, I love running backhoe though. I did so much stuff with a backhoe and, and I told my dad uh, semi recently like, dad, that's the best thing you did for me is that you made me learn everything on a backhoe. You didn't put me on a track hoe first. You didn't yeah. teach oh, me absolutely. on a loader. I never ran a loader until I got into the union and I, I ran excavator for him, but, but having to do like when he'd send me out on a job by myself and I had to go find this washout, clean up the entire washout, go find a rock source, armor, the pipe, like re-rock the road where it washed out and pack it all. Like I'd have to go dig my own rock pit out of the side of the bank of a mountain, if I could find rock, yeah, pack it, pack it with my bucket down to where I needed it. And then repair the whole thing with just one machine. And I was on tires, right? I'm on rubber tires. Yep. So it doesn't take me half a damn day to get there. Yeah. I can just cruise. I got four years and I can just cruise. Yeah. Now that application, was, was awesome. I can see a backhoe. A- absolutely. I, I need to, I, now I feel like I need to defend myself. I don't hate backhoes in general. I just, it's one of those things where once you've run the other machines, you realize how piss poor a backhoe is at all of the things that it does. It's not great at that. But you know, it's great as the Jack of all trades. Like you're talking about when you got to run up and down the road. It is. It's a Swiss army knife. Absolutely. For certain applications. Exactly what I call it. Yeah. You're in Michigan with the flat ground and all the fucking shit. They're pointless. Yeah. They are absolutely pointless. Like you, that is the labor's wheelbarrow. Yeah. Throw your shit in there and let them drive. Absolutely. Cause I can take a skid and a mini. And I can work circles around a backhoe. But oh. if I'm on a, like, the last, and the reason I hate backhoe so much is because the last job I did with the big excavator contractor I was with, Dan's Excavating, we were on an 11 mile long job and I was on erosion control on a fucking 420, man, 
420 F series or you fucked the shit out of that seat. Oh yeah. I'm just bouncing on that baby up and down the road all day long. Get one end of the job to the other. Just bounce, 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 bounce. And then you get over the ditch. And because it's a backhoe, it's awkward over any sort of an angle or anything. You got to put your outriggers down and half the time because the angle's so steep, you can't really get the outrigger out there to where you need it to be really stable. It's more just kind of keeping you from totally tipping over. She just called called her up and had you teach her. Yeah, yeah you should have been showed up by a she girl. She needed to teach you. I could. Sounds like she would have your ass. If you would have seen the cliffs I have hung over, hung an outrigger, like full my outrigger full extension off the side of a cliff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I could reach a damn rock or reach the outlet of a pipe or something. I would have again. My dad might have hated me. I'm not sure. I would have <laughs> gladly sat by and smoked a joint while you showed me up. I, I, I just, I hate it. I hate I bouncing my ass this, up and down the road, dude. I'm going to watch this digathon, and I'm going to put money on it that she kicks fucking Brian's ass with a backhoe oh, and an excavator. You know, what, you know, what my favorite thing to do used to be when I would clear brush is I would get like a big. <laughs> Some, you guys probably won't get it, but it's fun if you're in the in the same industry, the logging industry. But I would get a big wad of alders when I'm clearing a road, and I'd make sure the root was facing the outside slope. Yep. And I grab them with my thumb, and I'd swing like I'm batting, right? I'd like swing back, and I <laughs> throw them and see how far I could get them to go off the side of the mountain. He's a strong man. Yeah, that would be yeah, absolutely. I'd be doing that all day long. You got to take advantage of so those fun. steep cliffs. Yeah. And then I'd those look poor over the animals that were down down that slope. And, yeah, know, right? who knows how many fucking animals you wiped out over the years. <laughs> You're just like, know, that was hilarious. The brush. <laughs> yep. 300 you see the brush move where it landed. It was fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun stuff. Backhoes do a lot of stuff. And they also do. plow roads. Like I did so much stuff with that backhoe, I actually had snow chains for the back tires. Oh, wow. really? Wow. Yeah. And that's all, when you plow snow. Well, I was about to say that's a whole element of so I lived in Idaho for a while. I'm I'm well versed in the logging roads. No thanks. Like taking a backhoe with chains up a logging road, fuck that. Up or down? Either one. I'd rather fuck go up. That. Up, must come down, Rick. Exactly. I'd rather go up, buddy. Uh, dude, <laughs> if you get up there, you can't just leave it. Yeah. You gotta come no, back down. <laughs> you just keep your outriggers about six inches off the ground at yeah. all times. And, and just drop anchor, man. You slide, just drop anchor. Well, and, and hope that you don't continue to slide towards that, like, ridiculous cliff off the side of your little logging road there. Yeah. Well, that's another reason we took off the rubber pads on those outriggers. We always took the rubber pads yeah. off. And we got oh, yeah. Really just go gritty. straight for the cleats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. We don't screw around. Like, get those off as soon as we buy a new backhoe. Take that. Take yeah. that shit off. Did you ever, <laughs> what was, like, your closest call out Yeah, there? what was the sketchiest moment In you can backhoe. remember? Um, I was backing up. I was doing a, I was on a corner and I was backing up and my, one of my back tires actually went off the side. I barely caught myself. I slammed my front bucket down, caught myself before I backed over the edge. Um, I have fallen through a bridge. My dad sent me up a road to go find a washout and and there's this bridge you're going to cross and you might fall through. (laughs) What do you mean? I might fall through. It's really old. Smoke this joint before I tell you the rest. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. He's like, you're, pro- you're probably going to fall through, but you'll be Stay fine. You can tracks. get yourself out of it. <laughs> and sure enough, I did. I drove up there and I'm like, oh, there's the bridge. Okay. I heard about you. Be nice. Right. And I get in, I get all, I get my back tire. I got all the way across the front end and then my back tires just drop. Mm, fucking yeah. No, thanks. Out. But, but he says, if you fall through it, just make sure get on the other side and make sure you go find that washout. <laughs> 
like, really? If you like, make I can't it, just come back. And I'm saying yeah, a big like, if here. If you make it, make oh, yeah. sure you get the washout while you're over there. <laughs> and also, I don't think you're gonna. I don't think you're gonna be able to reach me on the radio when you're at that bridge either. So um, just be careful. <laughs> it's fun. Um, that's but that's probably the. I don't know. There's a lot of dangerous stuff. Everything I did was dangerous, so it's kind Our of hard industry to put it is into. dangerous, and what you're doing is right. That much more dangerous. You it's just crazy. slopes and shit right into it. I, I I couldn't even fathom. I I hate heights, but you know I tolerate hills. But well, and it's like it, when shit goes wrong, or when it does go wrong, like how many hours do you sit and go? You know, I should probably go check on my little girl. Yeah, it's, it's only about yeah. four hours. She should be back by now. <laughs> yeah, or what she was your be stuck in the bridge? What was your yeah. protocol for you know? checking in with somebody like does did you let anybody know back home where you're working at you know for that given day or did you just go freelance and you're just like i'm winging it and if i don't come back i don't come back man yep let's go there's a a lot of times the well the foresters always knew where we were all right gotcha all right so there's people out there while you're working there's like one person back in town that knew that we were working on that job and knew exactly where we were gotcha if you know there was a fire or something whatever now did you stumble across a bunch of assholes in the industry and being a woman in the field running a backhoe (laughs) running your own equipment did you stumble off a lot sorry did you stumble across a lot of sexism dealing with these people with a lot of rude comments and where you had to kind of put them into place or no well, we're talking logging industry, right? So I would say logging industry is completely different. It's they're a lot more outlaw up there than in town okay. in these civil jobs, right? So there's there are some of them that were. Oh, imagine how rare it is to see a female on a job site in town in civil work. Yep. Well, it's like null. Like there's none in the logging industry. I was it, and it was very much like either people were happy to see me. Or maybe they, I thought they were happy, but really they were trying to flirt with me. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> There's I don't a really woman know. in the woods. <laughs> they were pleasant and that was fine. Right. Yeah, exactly. I would, I would screw around with them too. Cause I'd be on the radio and they'd be like, well, are you going home? They'd be all chatty. Like, are you going home for going home early? And I'd be like, yeah, I broke a nail. That's all I would say. <laughs> That's awesome. No, like, <laughs> so what did like you do? Silence. Are you a mechanic too? <laughs> so are you fixing all your equipment like on the spot or are you calling out uh, a technician to come out to help you out if something goes down oh my god my dad's business got to a point where he hired a full-time mechanic with a shop truck all right so we had that we always called tire guys if we got a flat tire yeah we always called like the tire company um and once in a while we'd have to call the caterpillar it's <laughs> like we so i had a 2011 cat 420 e i had an 08 and then i sold it and i got an 11 and in 2011 they redesigned the center swing pin you know on the back hoe there's this swing cylinders and in the middle there's a big solid steel pin yep mm-hmm. you guys know what i'm talking about oh yeah so sure. in 11 they redesigned that steel pin the engineers thought they were real clever and they did a redesign on it well we snapped those things like left and right we just kept snapping them yeah and that was one of those time. That was one of those things where it's like a design flaw. So we'd have to wait for the mechanic, like the caterpillar mechanics, to come out and do all that stuff. Actually, talk about dangerous stuff. When you're swinging over the side of a mountain and that, and you've got like a heavy rock or trees in your bucket, and you go to swing and that pin snaps, all of a sudden your boom your falls off. Snaps, <laughs> your whole boom drops, and all of your weight shifts yeah. off the edge. Yeah. 
Oh my god, that's scary. There pucker, she goes. Pucker your asshole right up and suck the seat so right up scary. in your Yeah. Oh my god, it happened to me. It happened to my grandpa. I think it happened to my dad once. Like mm. those pins just kept breaking. Like to the point where they sent Caterpillar engineers out to videotape me working. They're like, we need to what you, what is she doing? What are you guys doing up there that's breaking our pin? We're so proud of this design, right? So they came out and videotaped and and then well, like yeah, everything you're doing. Your design is shit. <laughs> Yeah, basically, because they're like, well, everything you're doing should be within the scope of the work of, you know, this design and, yeah. and all that. But, but so that in that case, we'd have to wait for NC or, you know, the mechanics to come out and look at it and cover it for Caterpillar warranty. But, and that was a, that was more of a pain because we'd have to wait for their time, their schedule, their mechanics and all that. And then yeah. they'd have to take the whole entire boom off to fix it. But otherwise, all I did really was like grease and fuel. I didn't really have to fix anything. Plus my dad, I'm not going to lie. My dad took care of this stuff, right? I had to grease my own machine, but he'd pull up and like, let me feel you. You know, he'd help with everything. Yeah. He'd fix this or he'd fix that. Or I didn't have any tools on me anyways. I was, he, he took good care of me, but wouldn't you, you'd take care of your daughter. Would you yeah. ever do the work? Well, I would do everything. Everything and for her. And yeah. how many years did you run your own business? Um, so I did the first three with my dad and then I had my business for, <clears throat> Oh, I had it from Oh nine. I think I closed it in 18. What caused you to close it? Just out of curiosity. Well, remember I told you there was this huge influx of work and it all had to be done by 2015. Ah, so all of a sudden the work dropped out. Yeah. We had all these roads up to the hundred year flood code and the companies were spent. They're like, okay, no more budget for you guys. Like you have spent enough money because we were ordered, they were ordered to spend the money. Right. And they're like, okay, we don't want to spend money on our roads anymore. We want to make money. We're ready to harvest. We need to, we need to make money now. Yeah. And so they cut their budgets way back. But like my dad tells me now too, he says, we don't see hardly the storm damage that we used to see. We don't get nearly the washouts because we added so many cross drains and Mm -hmm. and repaired and upgraded so much stuff Wow. that he says like really the maintenance division is just much smaller scale all around because of that. You guys worked yourself out of work pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But we also like took advantage. Yeah. We took advantage of it because after 2015, it was gone no matter what. Yeah. Whether we, whether we got part of the pie or not. Would you do it um, again? Oh my gosh. You know what? I would love to do that again. I would do it all over again. And when I started, I knew it, there was a potential for it to be temporary. I knew that. I knew that there was an end to that, that contract of 2015. Yeah. But I was like, screw it. That's like, but back then, what was it like? Oh, that's like nine years from now. You know, who cares? Right, yeah. It's a, a lifetime. A nine, a nine year run. I would jump on board. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. first three I spent, I want to say the first three I spent working for my dad, which was fine. And that taught me everything. And like I said, then I developed a reputation where the foresters started calling for me. Like, hey, send Tammy to go do this. Send Tammy to go do that. And he's like, hey, I'm sick of taking these calls. You need to get your own backup. <laughs> and get a phone. <laughs> <laughs> or get your uh, number out. Uh, now, what do you find the yeah. most challenging part of running your own business? Um, Having to come home and do all the damn paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> It sucks. Like after hours and all the all the accounting and the taxes, and I'm like, but I just want to. I gotta work 40 hours a week. I don't want to do all this other stuff. Right. Um. Back. But back here, you're asking me about the sexism in the logging industry, right? Yeah. So, or just in construction, and those loggers. Sometimes I would I would joke around with them, but there's also still the people that were like, "What is she doing up here? Oh, she's only up here because she's Gary's daughter. You know, she's just up here because this or that." And they would still try and haze me. Like I remember showing up to work one day and it was just me and my backhoe and they had put a dead animal in front of my hoe. 
they just put it right in the fresh, white, clean snow that just snowed. And so I knew they had dropped it that morning and they had found a dead animal or killed it. I don't know. They put it right in front of my house. I would have to move it. And you and scooped it right the fuck up with the like machine it. and dumped it. Actually, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, Brian, I got all sad about it and was like, they're so oh, mean. No. Why would they do this to me? And I was like, I was afraid to touch it with my bucket. I was like, what if I sever it? Somehow. <laughs> God damn it. I have I have had a YouTube channel for like two years now and and with tonight's podcast, I have totally ruined the facade of me being a real man and Tammy has seen straight through me that I'm this giant poussoi that cares for and she's totally correct too. I would be down there like, Oh no. Oh, this poor animal. I would have scooped that fucking thing up and drove to somebody's car and just dumped it on the hood. Be like, don't fuck I with me. I should have. I should have I've been like, take that, guys. Yeah. I deserve to be here. But no, no, I'd be the I same way. Like, I don't like, want to like cut its arm off or something. Exactly. Or yeah. It's, it's already dead. Yeah. No, you're you're it's mangling dead, this poor like, animal. I know. Mm, see, so I'm more like, I'm more like. Dude, I'll scrape that fucking thing right off, blood, guts, and all. Jesus. Then I'll go get me a bucket of dirt and clean it, and I'll scrape Ooh. some more road. Absolutely. Yeah. And goddamn, okay. that Trump flag is waving the whole time. And my, <laughs> my little Biden flag, as I weep over the the poor loss of that, <laughs> that sweet forest animal. Train. <laughs> oh, you too. It's too much. Yeah, I don't know. So what I don't else know did why you they did that. To- I think... I don't know. What I don't else know did you have that. to deal with with the people up there being a woman in the industry? Just, you know, just stuff like that. Um, I did have one, one time I was driving dump truck and another company had a truck driver coming down the hill. So we were on the radio all the time, right? Calling out our locations. And obviously somebody coming down hill has the right of way. So I'm going uphill. I pull over. I hear him coming. And I pull over. I don't think I said anything. I just pulled over out of the way because I knew where he was. And he came around the corner and he looked me right in the face and then he drove into a ditch. (laughs) (laughs) And it was really weird because he had the whole road and I was like, what the hell just happened? Shouldn't have been texting and driving. (laughs) (laughs) He told my dad that he's like, I don't know. I just saw this beautiful girl in a dump truck and I stopped looking at the road. No. <laughs> what was your dad's response? Yes, yeah, my daughter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry, sir. He just shook his head. He shook his head, but he's like, I think he was like, well, give her a chain so she can pull you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The the beautiful woman you just saw is about to rescue your brawny ass from the ditch. <laughs> yep. Yep. Walk of shame to the chain. <laughs> That's one of those stories. Is like, and now we're married. <laughs> no way! Oh my gosh! No way! Do you know? You know who drives truck up in the in the logging industry? Nope. It's the people that can't drive truck in town. <laughs> she is throwing some shade. Kidding. That is fucking scary. Because isn't town like flat? It's the truth. Yeah, it's scary, but they can't pass their drug tests. They've got these DUIs. They can't get their CDL or whatever. There's pedestrians. So if they fuck up, they yeah. won't be missed. Gotcha. You can go up in so the woods and do whatever the fuck you want. So that's how the hell's of I started. You don't have to have a CDL. <laughs> yep. Interesting. No CDL required. That's why they let me drive truck up there. Scary now, what are you doing these days? That's no. what I was just about oh, to ask. What are you I doing apologize. now? Um. So after I quit doing that... um. Well, I did stop and I had kids. I kind of went off and on for a while. I had kids and thought maybe I shouldn't be running machinery while I'm pregnant and stuff. So I did take a break. 
Um, and then it came down to, um, I got divorced and my other, my business that I have, I have an aromatherapy business. Um, it was good. It's good business Mm -hmm. and supplementally it's great. But when it came to, you know, pulling my own weight for the entire household, it was just not enough. And so I said, screw it. I'm going back to construction. Like, you know, I'm going to have to do, I'm going to have to do that job. Like I'm going to have to go back to it to make a good living and not have to worry about money anymore. And so I decided to join the local union, um, because they have, well, for one, they give all my medical for my pension and they provide medical for my kids. Um, well I say they, but really obviously I pay for it, but, but it's part of the deal and it's good money and they find the work for me. You know, after having my own business, I knew, yeah, yeah. I knew what it was like to be calling like, or finishing up, like being on my last week. Like I know I'm going to finish this job this week and I don't know where I'm going next week. And I'd be calling all the foresters. Hey, what else? What else? What else? And they'd be like, Oh, well maybe we might maybe this trying to get you, trying to get you this, trying to get you. And it was like, Oh, everything's a big question mark, you know? Mm-hmm. And so at this point I was like, I can't screw around. I need, I need to be part of the union where they're going to find me work and I'm going to work full time or else I'm going to get unemployment because with self-employment, you don't get unemployment. And that was one of the other risks with self-employment. No, that being said, you, know, you, you have a family now. Do you, are, is all your work generally located around where you live or are you traveling? I travel about 50 miles right now. All right. No, that's not bad. So you, you so, still have a work life, you know, and a family life afterwards. So you're not constantly yeah. on the go. Now, now wait a yeah, second. Yeah. Just, just to clarify, you're telling me that someone could make enough money as a single mother in the trades to support a family. That is With a no college education, what? believe it or not. Hey. What? What a preposterous <laughs> idea. That shouldn't be allowed. Now, and, and I'm female. I'm like disadvantaged. So. Oh my goodness. If they're letting females in the industry now. God no, damn, what's the world come to? That is an amazing story right there. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, I, I was like, I'm not going to go out and try and find this. Plus, I, honestly, in the logging industry, if there, well, my dad told me there wasn't work. Like He's like, no, 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 go to the union because there's not enough work up here. Like we're all starving up here in the woods. And so I also knew like, that is a commute to the woods. It's like an hour to the bottom of the mountain. And then you might be going nine miles up a mountain road before you even oh, get to your shit. machine. Wow. So it would be an hour, two hour drive. Yeah. But you get a to smoke get weed the whole time. The whole <laughs> no, now time she's a mom, all the way so, up yeah. the mountain. Oh yeah. Mom's not smoke weed. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. They do it ads. Well, I don't because <laughs> I joined the union and oh, now I have to And they do, do drug test. Yeah. Yes. The union. Mm, yeah. They aren't non-union. What? I said they're not non-union. They can't just. I I, I know. I know. Yes. Technically, they only drug test if there's an accident. I'm just saying. Now, Seattle, Washington (laughs) does pay pretty flipping high compared to Michigan. Oh yeah, they do. I was just Uh talking to a guy today. They make good money out there. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about calling Tammy's dad and asking if he's hiring. So. He's non-union. He won't pay you shit. Uh, that's, that's another thing. Well, that's I was going to say. I was like, union pays me twice as much as non-union. Well, I was going to say, you know, it would be one and thing if your dad's supplying the weed, security. but you've already told us that your dad's not supplying the weed, so. You're going to go yeah, fucking Yeah, you got to supply it. Oh, yeah. My dad's form of, my dad had drug, te- drug testing. Don't get me wrong. He did have drug testing. It was bring your best bag. <laughs> and if it's good, 
you'll get the job. <laughs> That's awesome. I love the old school guys. I really I'm do. I'm going to test your drugs. Or if, you, if you're not a weed, if you don't have a bag, then bring me a bottle of Pendleton. And then I'll decide if you get the job or not. <laughs> there you go. Now, are you guys... And that was literally, literally. And if you screwed up, like if, which I never did, so it never cost me anything. But if you screwed up and he had to come save your ass, like pull your hoe out of it, whatever. Like yeah, you, owe me a, you, you owe me a dime bag? <laughs> Yep, you owe me a bag. You better nice. load one. God, I love the I'll old school your days. Ass, and then you're gonna have to load one afterwards, and you're probably depending on. It was like it was like a it was gauged on how bad you messed up, right? So you might still have to go buy him a bottle, or Oof, you might still yeah. have to bring him a bag. It all depends on how bad you messed up. <laughs> yeah, you might be able to just get away with loading a bowl. But I love it. I could imagine my <laughs> job so back in the day. Like, oh, the old school days and operating. I so some of my guys there, Dan's excavating, used to talk about like under the big company they would go out plowing snow in the winter time and they'd swing by the liquor store and they pick up a 24 pack and they're just blasted the whole night in a grader going 40 50 miles an hour down the road great just totally blasted i'm just like man times were different back then yeah. <laughs> you could get away with that though you could no one was gonna call no you on it yeah. it's two o'clock in the uh, morning yeah I got I flashers on. Exactly. You got your flashers on. If they hit you, fuck, you should have been paying attention swerving. to my beacons. It's two foot of snow. Yeah, I'm swerving. <laughs> you know what my rule is? This is my rule. Legit. If I put my flashers on, I can park anywhere I want. I can drive anywhere I want. I can do whatever I want. My flashers are on. That's because you're a goddamn female. It is interesting what you can get away with if you actually understand the construction world. You know, you just throw a little, you know. 360 light on top. Oh, absolutely. You know, Go wherever the fuck you a, want. Put I love a vest it. on and just yeah. walk and no one even bugs you. We yeah. should try that tomorrow. No, Let's go to Walmart. that's not true. That's not true. I throw a vest on a hard hat going on a job site and they're like, why is there a female here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're like, like oh, shit, can here. we help you? Like five people showed up. Like, can we help you? Hey, sweetheart, you must be the new intern. What can we help you with? Can you get oh. me a coffee? Not, yeah. Like, sorry, we don't need traffic control today. I get that. Now, now, what are you doing it's not currently funny, at your job? It's, it's, it is, but not. Yeah. It is. You know what? I've been le legitimately, I was at a orientation for a job. And they had a lab guy come into the office for orientation and he was doing UAs right there. And so he had a little table set up and his little tablets and stuff. And I was standing there in my work boots and a Caterpillar t-shirt and a hat. And I had a man come up to me and say, Hey, this guy's here for orientation. Where should he wait? And I was speechless. I was like, I don't know. Well, don't you work here? And I'm like, well, I'm, uh, I mean, technically I work here, but I don't, I'm not in the office. Oh, you're not. Nope. Okay. Like, oh my God. Yeah. So I ask people all the time, like, oh, so you, uh, um, oh, are you a flagger? No. Oh, are you a laborer? No, I'm an operator. Oh, oh, so you're on the roller. <laughs> no, they're like, yeah, yeah. They're like, how long have you been in the apprenticeship? And I'm like, I'm not an apprentice. Look what I can do. And I hop on the, you know, the big old excavator. Yeah. Like right now I've been running. Yeah. So I'm doing now, um, Right, this last month or so, I've been running a 490, just moving dirt. Wow, no shit. Yeah. Matsu, moving dirt, moving dirt over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. Now, what's the best Loading piece of advice you can give to all the you know younger girls or just the women in the the industry or just thinking about getting in the industry? Like, what would be the best piece of advice? The the best advice would be the same advice I got, which was you have just as much right to be here as any man. One hundred percent. Yes. No one's going to give you right. that in the industry, unfortunately, but yes, 100%.
my dad has always said that and he has always stuck by that. And he's even hired other women to run roller. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you, you, man, up until that last little bit there, you had us. <laughs> I'm an equal opportunity well, no. employer. I got three it's roller operators. Yeah. <laughs> Now, what kind of roller? Blood, a roller or the... <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. The, joint roller. The joint roller. The joint. Yeah, yeah that's true. Right. Snoop Dogg's oh got a roller. Three of them. Yeah. yeah. Snoop Dogg's <laughs> got a roller. He pays full, full time. time. <laughs> Are you serious? Well, oh, fuck yeah. yeah. He's Did got a blunt roller on, and I want to say the guy makes like 80 grand a year, and all he does is roll oh blunts God. for Snoop. I could do that. Well, I'm, yeah, it sounds like your dad's been grooming you this whole time, so... <laughs> you better hurry up. Fucking Snoop, he's getting old. Right. About thirteen, I think. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, what kind of projects are you working on right now? Um, I am in. I'm finally in dirt again. Thank God. I got dispatched to a tunnel job for a year, and it was it's hell for a dirt girl. Really? <laughs> what the hell yeah, is a tunnel, tunnel job? So, were you just like living in a uh, hole for the whole day? No, I. In fact, I got there when they were breaking ground, so I was doing a lot of demo and digging and looking for old under, we were in Seattle. So we we're looking for, you know, all the undergrounds. So we had to reroute things and we we're about to bore a huge hole. So we had to make sure and, and rerun all the gas and sewer and anything that was running under where we were going to be tunneling. Interesting. But so I was on top, I was above ground for that, but it was like, so it was so different because we're prepping the site for drillers to come in. And so I ended up doing a lot of demo and, you know, loading trucks, exporting stuff. And then I ended up cleaning up a lot of like the drillers, um, spoils. So they're drilling massive holes and then filling them with concrete. And so yep. I got stuck on a, on a Hitachi 245, like cleaning up spoils for yeah, a long time. And, oh God, it's the most frustrating thing. <laughs> now, why is that? You know, you're, you're getting paid to do a job, you know, I know. That's what I kept saying. I could but was, was it just hour. monotonous? And it's because slop is so hard to get a bucket full. You're taking like quarter buckets. Like I would have yeah. to. I remember this one specific site where I had to take my big two forty five and duck under a crane and a drill. Like they were crossed each other, and I had to duck my boom underneath, grab a scoop of slop track backwards between the two without hitting Ooh. them, making sure I get out all the way and then spin around and track it halfway across the lot there to yeah. dump it into a Super, muffin. super tedious. They put you there because they knew you could do it. And you couldn't even Everybody smoke a joint. Like, that's the worst part. I couldn't even get high. It's wow. horrible. <laughs> what kind of fucked up world is this? That's now, tunnel world. That's the tunnel world. And I want to have to say these tunnel guys, they chase tunnels. They go all over the country and chase tunnels. So they are cutthroat motherfuckers, man. Are they really? They're harsh. Huh. The ones I was around, they were harsh. I have never been yelled at so much. No I've never dealt with like so much people that wanted my job, people that didn't think I should be there. I mean, I had laborers that thought that they deserved my job more than me. Wow. Um, but I just like... <sighs> It was, it was terrible. Fuck, the them, fuck was, them old people. Crappy. That's just normal. <laughs> that's just a normal job. So you're just stuck up in those mountains for too long and just uh, yeah, that's right. forgot how the real world was. It's harsh. Wow. Yeah, it's true. But I knew it when I was in the mountains. I knew like every yeah. day I knew. Plus I was working with my dad, my grandpa, my, my ex-husband was up there. My uncle, it was like family time. And except for my grandpa, we would always smoke. We always get away from grandpa and then smoke the joint. Because he was hardcore redneck. <laughs> but, 
that we would totally just have a blast. And that was when I was like, I remember, you know, how like when you say those are the days, those were the days, those were the days. Yeah. I knew those were the days when they were happening. I yeah. knew when I soaked up every bit of it. And these are the days. That's awesome. And these days will come to an end at some point. And, and they have come to an end. And I look back on those like every day, man, I miss the mountains, man. Yeah. I miss the views. I miss the fresh air. I miss the wildlife. I miss like, I remember driving dump truck one day and there was a huge dust cloud in front of me. I pulled, so I slowed way down and I thought there was another truck in front of me and I, the dust cloud wasn't really going. It wasn't moving like a truck would move. And so I'm like, what the heck is going on? So I stop and the dust clears and it's a huge herd of elk that took up two lanes of the road. Nice. That is badass. And That's I just had to awesome. sit and wait for them. Yeah. Like stuff like that. And now I'm like, rush hour bumper to bumper traffic. Yeah. <laughs> looking at buildings and looking at holes and, you know, just industrial, industrial, industrial. And I'm going, man, yeah. I miss it so much. So I miss it so much. So now I'm in dirt. I got out of the tunnel. Thank God. Hallelujah. Yeah. I'm in dirt and I'm just hogging dirt all the time. I so, love it. Makes are, me so happy. Are you on like heavy civil projects or, or like building construction? What kind of sites are you doing? The company I'm with now does a lot of different things. So far, um, I've been with this company since July. And in fact, my dad used to work for this company and he kept telling me, get, get in there, get in there, get them, like get your resume in there. And I kept calling for like a year before I got hired, but uh, they do housing developments right now. We're doing a, a housing develop. Well, not a housing development. We're doing university housing. So oh, they yeah. had somebody come in and demo a couple buildings and then we're clearing it all out and, getting ready to build some massive new buildings. Um, the job before that was a housing development out in the country, which is really nice. Um, they do whole, big whole jobs in the city. They do all kinds of stuff. That's what I've been on with these guys so far though, is these, you know, housing. Very cool. So what would you but say? I've done other stuff like, Oh, go uh, ahead. I was going to say when I first, when I first got dispatched, uh, my very first dispatch was like curb and ADA ramps. We were upgrading. It was city of, you know, the Those city the work. Those are the worst we fucking projects. <laughs> oh. Why do you say that? Because it's just, I, I don't know. The ones that I was always on where we did that, it was literally piecework. So you're ripping out the last three feet of the ramp going down to the road and you're using some dinky little excavator or a backhoe and pulling out and trying not to fuck up the curb around it. And it's this tedious, you got a little, little, maybe even a single axle dump truck that you're trying to get all the concrete into it. Like, it's just the whole process is just like, fuck my life <laughs> and live traffic. Yes. Live yes. Traffic right on the other side of your truck. So and then you, you got, got some jackass pedestrian that you've clearly got this section. Like it's <laughs> clearly being ripped out and they're like, no, I need to walk here right now. Yeah. And you're just like, Oh, no. let, let us stop this entire job. So you can walk your ass over this dirt that I've made for well, you. You should. Yeah. <laughs> or let's, not, let's not forget the day drinker who's trying to drive through your site all drunk and oh new. yeah I, I, I don't know what it's like out there but here in michigan you don't even have to fucking day drink like half the people are just like fuck it looks like the rest of the michigan roads i might as well drive in the dirt so right <laughs> but you get paid by the hour you get paid by the hour but i did so that was my first dispatch and when i joined the union i was so scared i kept i was nervous i was like oh my god dad oh my god like i'm gonna be the only female and it's going to be so different. So, so, so different. Like being green, like talk about mastering your craft Yeah. and then going all green. I'm so green and I was so nervous. And I was like, what about undergrounds and what about overheads and all this? And then I get this first dispatch and I'm underneath traffic lights Yes. and power lines. Excellent. And they're like, 
you need to dig this stretch and it's exactly as wide as your bucket and do not scratch the curb. It's a brand new curb. Yes. I love it. God. So and I'm good. like, okay. And I remember it was like my first day. Cause they called me out of the union hall. It was a brand new little baby business. That's why I, I got them out of the hall and I'm digging it. And my labor is like, okay, that's good. I'll get the rest. And I was like, why? I can get that. He's like, well, I don't want to, they don't want us to scratch the curb. We don't want to fuck up the curb. Somebody else, the other operator already fucked up a curb. And I stopped my machine and I looked at him square in the eyes and I said, I will not fuck up that curb. Stand back. And he, he like got all wide eyed and he backed up and I cleaned that thing up. And from then on, he's like, I'm working with you from now on. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, you do not need to work that hard. Yeah. There's yeah. a machine here. Yeah. There is a machine. Get away from my bucket. Cause that drives me crazy. I never had laborers and these ground guys freak me out. They're so comfortable. Oh yeah. Getting right up in your business. Well, you start learning yeah. when you work with a good labor though, dude, they're, they're feet from your bucket. Yes. Nonstop. Well, yeah. Once you learn that relationship, it's actually when you get in with a good laborer, mm-hmm. not one that's an idiot and has a death right. wish. Right. One that understands it. Man, one that works with you. It's, it's fun because he is like glue to your bucket. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how often is that? Because I feel like it might be like one in 10. I fucked it. I guess I lucked out. Now. I yeah. used to have, I used to have phenomenal labors and. I mean, if you got out of the machine, they could jump in the machine and run it too almost at that point and yeah. understand it. Yep. So, I mean, it's just one of those things you're going to have to come across and then you find them. You're going to have to approach the supervisor and be like, hey, yeah, that's my guy. So sticking with me. Yep. Why? Because yeah. we're okay. shining. But you'll, you'll notice. Right. So your production will go up and your skill set will go up because a phenomenal labor makes you shine. Well, and that's really the... <laughs> That's the fun part of the industry. Like I had a laborer when I was running loader that was that way. Like he was always just inches from my bucket. And a lot of times it was in sketchy situations where I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hanging off the edge of something and I could go over, but he knew, he knew how to watch for the machine. He knew where right. to be safe, but be right where he needed to be. And, and the really fun part is you start to develop your own communication to where like, I, I would never call my laborer on the phone. We had our own set of hand signals that we had developed over time. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and like, he could tell me that he needed a roll of edge drain, two rolls of tape and, and a couple couplers. And he could do it all with hand signals. And I would know exactly what he was saying. And I could tell him exactly when I was going to be back. And we understood each other. Like when you develop that relationship with your laborer, that's the funnest part yeah. of this industry. That's when well, it starts to shine. Oh, it's so fun. Absolutely. Communicating without communicating. Commu- yeah, it's yeah. it's just knowing each other. And that's the other thing, too, is he he was one step ahead of me and I was one step ahead of him. And so we never mm-hmm. had to wait on each other. Like, that's when this industry really gets fun. Yeah, I did get that. That first labor I had, that's how we became. And he went to the foreman and said, I want, like, we're, I'm going to work with her. Mm-hmm. And we got buddied up and we developed our own. I taught him like American sign language because I'm a dork like that. And I know sign language. Excellent. So I was teaching him real sign language. So I was yeah. like, this makes a lot more sense than what you guys are trying to show me. These weird things, like the arms flailing in the air. I don't get it. But if you could use a <laughs> real sign for me, I really appreciate it. And so we had all these like made up signs too. And we had a lot of fun and, and it was like, it was like that with him. But ever since then, I'm like, Oh my God, get away. Just give me like 10 feet. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Like, give me like 10 feet. I'll take care of it. I can do the finish work. I know how to do this. I don't need you right there looking down in the hole. I'll take care of it. Quit hovering. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and they like to micromanage me because I'm oh, female. Yeah. They all think like, like, Oh, uh, you need to do this. Cause I've seen other operators do it. And I'm like, or they'll tell me what I'm supposed to do. And I'm like, yeah. Well, no. clearly, as a woman, you need direction. 
Oh, yeah, yo, for real. Them women need a firm hand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have a joke now. I always tell them, I always, like, sometimes I get told twice, like, come, come over and tell me something. My boss will call me and tell me something, and then I'll have a laborer come over and tell me the same message. I'm like, okay. And it starts to get annoying when they tell you, like, three times. And so now I have this joke of when my boss tells me something, I'm like, I need you to tell me one more time. <laughs> just like, just get it out of your system now. <laughs> just tell no. me twice. It'd be helpful if you tell me twice. And so I just stop and I wait and I go, do you want to tell me again? Just tell me one more time and then I'll go. <laughs> now, where do you, where do you see yourself? Where do you see yourself progressing in your ultimate end goal? Where are you at now? I, I don't want to move up the ladder necessarily. I know what it's like to go up the ranking and I see these guys with their phones ringing off the hook day and night. And I don't really want that, Yeah. <laughs> but I do want to get into blade. I want to run blade really bad because yeah. that is in my blood. That's really what's in my blood. I ended up running a hoe because my family runs blade and they wouldn't give me their seat. Yeah. You know, like I watched them do it for years, but it was always like, no, 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 we need you to run the hoe. Yeah. We need you to run the hoe. Yeah. We run blade, you know? Well, that's the whole industry time, though. The whole industry is struggling to find blade operators because no one wants to kick anyone out of the seat to give you time to train. And, and now oh, as a man. result, no one can run blade anymore. Yeah. I want to do that. I got, I got on a dozer for the first time this year and I about died. I was like, is this against company protocol to have this much fun? at work? <laughs> I feel like I'm breaking a rule. Yeah. Dozer is fun. <laughs> They're like, you shouldn't like your job this much. There's something wrong with you. And I was like, oh, I love it. I love it. I don't care that I ate dirt. Uh, it was like a dinosaur D9. It was like the last thing, like in the middle of summer where all the equipment is out, right? Yeah. And so they brought you the last thing in the yard. Yeah. And I was just giddy as a schoolgirl. Like, really? I get to run it? Oh my God, yay. <laughs> That's awesome. And I ate dirt frontwards and backwards for weeks. And I was just smiles. And my dad was like, so did you make a bunch? He calls it ruffles potato chips He's oh, like, yeah. did you make ripples like ruffles i'm like yeah <laughs> yeah the hoopties and, and you could tell the experienced dozer hands because is a young operator getting into the industry you were like why are they always driving backwards across a big job site yeah and you see the d6 like you're driving forward all just blazing and they're going backwards and they're not covered in dust yep you know well not to mention oh. not to mention in most dozers Backwards is faster than forwards. Yep. You can go faster in reverse and your top gear in reverse than you can going forwards. Yep. And as the dust starts coming over the track, it's going right out the radiator and right out the front. Yep. You're not eating it. So, by the way, I'm going to send you a bill for that tip, Tammy, by the way. Just- <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be 1999 with the salamander yeah, quotes. Exactly. Yes. Now, <laughs> just, just have her Venmo you. Oh, so yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The salamander quotes is a subscription service. Oh, gotcha. I should warn yes. you, but yes. <laughs> well, can I at least get 30 days free? Free trial. Oh man, you're pushing it. All right, I can do a 30 day free trial. But after there, it's it's 1999 a month. I'm just I'm just telling you, it's 1999 a month. So okay, send me an invoice. Hey, what's but been yeah, on? I would I would like to I would like to do the dozer, and I'd like to do greater. Obviously, I want to get into the greater. So, kind of sexism aside, and 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 that stuff aside, overall, what has been the most difficult thing of your career so far? Uh, I got her. Oh, like on both sides. Yeah. On both sides. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of, as you look back, as you kind of think for a second, what has been one of the the biggest hurdles you've had to overcome? And and not to say that sexism can't be the answer or something along those lines, but kind of overall across your career, as you look back, what has been one of the bigger hurdles that you've had to overcome? I think it's probably the, the culture 
yeah. of the industry, learning the culture and learning where I fit in and then where I fit in as a female. So like just observing and learning how people operate the jobs and the, the whole culture of it, because there's a lot of moving parts and there's a lot of different personalities. I think that's the hardest part is all the different personalities. Yeah. And trying to navigate through that and make sure that I come off as like a, a neutral, you know, mm-hmm. like just trying to fit in and trying to navigate through that has been the hardest thing. Yeah. And then being female too, trying to navigate, like, how do I need to act as a female? Because I can't say the comments, like something that you might say to Rick on the job comes out. Com- it sounds completely different if I say it. Yes, that's true. Right. It comes off, comes off way more harsh or I don't know. It, it's totally different. Like, no, I totally like when I compliment his eyeshadow, that would come off as really inappropriate to <laughs> you. Only but one time. You know what? Only one time. <laughs> that's when we went to drag queen bingo. It don't even matter. I thought I was being nice and he took it totally the wrong way and it got awkward. Well, before this gets really weird, let's, let's, let's do this. Let's ask the question that everybody's been waiting for. Let's do it. If you could change anything, what would your dream job be? My, my dream job would be a travel photographer. Ooh, that's a good one. So where would you want to travel to? uh, All over the world. And what would you want to take pictures of? I would love to do like, I would love to do photojournalistic travel. So do you do photography currently? Do you, do you have a nice camera? Yeah. Yeah. I have a, I have a SLR, DSLR. All right. And I've been doing photography like my whole life. And, and that's what I would love to do. If I could travel and do photography, that would be like a dream come true. I'll ner- awesome. I'll, I'm going to nerd out with you for a second. What, what DSLR do you have? <laughs> I have an old one. It's it's old. It's a Nikon D700. Oh, nice. It's like an antique. No, dude. I started on the, I think it was the uh, Nikon D50 is the one I started on. I got the on. Canon uh, Rebel whatever. G2i? Maybe. Oh, I got oh. the I got the S10 with the Zoom. Yes. I bought it was when I was down in New Orleans. I got so bored. and I was like, I can't drink anymore. Yeah. So I went to the store and bought a camera. I just walked around the city just taking pictures. It was See, so cool. I, I can't talk about this with, with most people in the industry because yeah. no one knows anything about the techie shit oh, when it comes man. to video yeah. and photography. But well, I don't love it. I didn't know what I was doing, but I took some damn good pictures. Mm, I love it. I love taking pictures. I don't do the video. So my 700 is great because I don't really care about video and I have enough megapixels. I don't, I'm not blowing up a, you know, something the size of my wall or anything. Yeah. So I'm, I am absolutely stoked. The lenses, that's not even the camera. It's the lenses yes, that make lens, it. Yeah. Oh, so, you know, so like, for my diesel and iron channel, the camera that I've got was 2,500 bucks. I have two lenses for it. One of them was 1600 and the other one was like right around i think 12 or 1300 yeah it's the lenses kill you they're worth it yeah when you look at the image quality but it's like good god you've doubled the price of my camera especially when you spend 2500 dollars on a camera that doesn't even come with a lens Uh, yes yes what happened to just a polaroid Polaroids don't really do well on do YouTube. <laughs> amateur, amateur. Yeah, I had the picture no right there You're, in my hand. It was perfect. Yeah. You know, last time I saw a Polaroid or uh, you know one of those the wind up ones, it's like I just saw a bunch of dick pics on. It. I'm like, damn it, why did I leave this out at this wedding? <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you go, you go to pick up the photos, thinking it's a bunch of great photos from like the party, and it's like. Are you oh serious? God. Well, I mean, depending on your perspective, those could have been great damn, pictures Brian from the party. Exactly. Well, you Tammy, and, yeah. thanks for joining us tonight. It's been a blast and having you on. Yeah, it was a pleasure. A <laughs> thanks, guys. You're so very fun. welcome. <laughs>
Absolutely. So is there anything you'd like to plug? I know you're on Instagram as, well, you say the Instagram, so I don't screw it up. I'm on Instagram as she can dig it. I started a construction Instagram a couple years ago just to kind of portfolio all my stuff. I have so many pictures. I'm like, what am I going to do with all these pictures? I want to save them somewhere. And and it's more for me, but I've got I've gained a lot of followers. And it's, it's kind of fun. I've actually met people that work locally and they're like, oh, I'm in this part of Seattle today. Where are you at? You know, it's, it's fun. They're nice. like, what are you running today? I'm running this. And they're just like down the road, you know? So it's, it's been a lot of fun, but I met she can dig it. And there's a she period can period dig, you know, et cetera. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Um, and then can where can there. we find you yeah. to buy essential oils? Oh, my essential oil company is Sense of Wellbeing. All right. And that's a play on words. So it's S-C-E-N-T-S. Oh, I see what you did there. We just found out her last name. We're going to figure out who the owner of that company is. Well, thank you, Tammy. We really do appreciate you being on. Yeah. You're representing the ladies in the trade very well. Yeah. Thanks. You know what? All those women before me, they worked really hard for this. So I'm honored. I'm honored to do this for them. Well, thank you guys, as always, for listening. If you're on an Apple device, go give us a rating, give us a review. And if you're in one of the trades we haven't talked to, if you're a uh, uh, boilermaker, if you're in the steel trades, if you're in any of these trades we haven't talked to, uh, give us a shout. You can shoot an email at contact at dieselandironproductions.com. We would love to tell your story on the podcast, have you on and interview you. Thank you for listening. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode of Sweat and Grime. Thanks, Peace. guys.